So if it was another church, I'd be sending y'all home now. It's noon. Um, in the Ship Can a Sail song that started the service, um, I mentioned William Ellery Channing, whose thought and religion were chief influences on the transcendentalists, although he never really agreed with them. I mean, he didn't subscribe to their views. They did his, but he didn't theirs. Um, he was a believer in a gentle and loving God and believed our responsibility and obligation to others and to ourselves was predicated on that belief. He was one of the chief theologians of the 19th century of Unitarianism, not only in this country, but in England, uh, for people in England as well. Um, it was Channing who came up with the phrase, I think, salvation by character, which he said, because Jesus was the divinely inspired moderator, mediator of, of um, love in this world, Jesus' example showed us that humankind is capable of all of this good stuff. And because we are all capable of that, we have the capacity to, draw, to grow our characters to become virtuous. And this is, this is all in Channing's system of understanding theology. Now, I don't know how many of you may have gone meticulously through mountains of... of uh, Scripture from various languages and, and um, across the world to, from that, distill whatever your convictions are. But I know that my inclination, what brought me here was what may have been throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That's an awful expression, isn't it? <laughs> so the, the joke, sort of, is that Unitarians thought they were too good for, that people were too good for God to condemn. And the Universalists thought God was too good to condemn anybody. The Universalist saw God, a loving God, a loving parent, as incapable of e eternally torturing any of God's children, creations, offspring. The unfolding universe would not torment that which it has created. Susan often tells a wonderful story about that. Um, that was John Murray's story? Hosea Ballou's story? Uh, the, Hosea Ballou and, and John Murray were formative universalist um, individuals. Anyway, 
These pivotal figures in American religious life, their theological understanding and moral translation did not fall back to some comfortable and easy to arrive at position. It's like, I, you know, that's too hard, I'm not gonna do it. That's, uh, uh, that doesn't agree with how I think or how I understand things, so I'm not gonna accept it. That's not where they were rooted. They were rooted in deep research and struggling with the things that had come before them. Now, we can stand up and hold a scientific view of things in the world and say, that just totally discounts all this other stuff. We can throw it away, it doesn't count, it doesn't matter. But if you're paying attention in broad spectrums, you're going to find that there are many tr uh, disciplines that are running into data that reaffirms things that could be described using that language. Not the ways that we understood it that were so easily, easily dismissed wholesale, but new understandings of that language. Because we are in our children's classes in the Unitarian Universalist identity, I feel it incumbent upon me to stand here and tell us it's our duty to continue to struggle with the, our own assumptions, our own comfortable positions, our own inclinations to stand with what we have gotten used to, whether it's in our thinking, whether it's in our... Uh, feelings, and again to acknowledge that what needs to be transformed most foremost is us if we want to transform the world. I grew up in a Southern Baptist tradition. I think in many ways all I wanted to do was not be like some members of my family. So everything I did in my life was designed to stand in opposition to that. You know, in the Southern Baptist tradition, they didn't drink or gamble or, uh, you know, a lot of rock music. They didn't dance. You know, I became a rock musician <laughs> and did enough drinking for everybody in this room. <laughs> and I was still in that opposition, in that defiance, when I found a place that would give me time and permission to grow into understanding who I was along the way not just a reaction to something else, but to come to my own understanding. I am incredibly grateful for all of the spiritual guidance and nurture I have received on a way to grow, outgrowing some of those habits.
I will never be through growing. A living tradition cannot sit one place and remain a living tradition. I started with the stuff about Channing and about the Universalists because that is the tradition from which we are born. Along the way, we've come to umbrella all sorts of other things and be a place where multitudes of ideas are welcome. That does not free us from responsibility to become the most moral and virtuous individuals, the best representatives of the ideals that we hold in common, that we can be. We don't have to beat ourselves up about it. But we don't get to stop trying. And we don't, my, most fervent personal prayer is that each of us will find a way to plug into that which is greater than us that fuels this search and gives us resources to continue the journey and carries us through the parts that are the most uncomfortable because it's in those times, in those dark places that we learn the most. We have oceans of opportunity right now. To grow in our understanding. To find ways to address things that we haven't before because problems are not solved from the same level of thinking that created them. And we've all been participatory in perpetuation of the systems. All of the things that made this tradition worth the investment of the people along the way, all of the things that generated energy, spoke to people's hearts, touched their lives and longing, also fed them spiritually. You know, the, uh, I don't know, the, the phrase comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable just came to mind for me. I know y'all want to go home and I am making you, I am afflicting you. <laughs> if our religion isn't transforming us so that we can transform the world, it's of little value. Transformation is radical change. It's an illusion that we are separate from the web of life in which we participate and that source from which all of it's unfolding. 
And that illusion prevents us from benefiting from the nourishment that we conspire in. I'm hoping that we'll soon have a new UU or UU history class. There's a lot to this tradition, and I hope you will come participate in those classes if you're capable. Um, there are other ones I want to start as well. Sitting here for an hour and just showing up, sitting here for an hour and leaving doesn't keep the church alive. I want to thank every one of you who is a part of walking our faith out into the community and working for the justice we stand for, work, working for beloved community that we aspire to, working for light and peace. Equanimity.